0: Artists we know, back again, it's Aiden. Kyle. We're here with.
1: Saren Paulette.
0: Okay, so. You
2: might want to get a little closer.
0: Who? There. Jack of all trades, master of none, better than master of some. Wait. Of one. better than master or Okay. <laughs> or one, sorry. Oftentimes better than master
3: of one.
0: I got a question.
1: Answer yeah
0: okay. <laughs> when you have something with a cap yeah and you drop the cap on the ground yeah mm-hmm. and it lands screw side down do you have to just finish that thing then or do you put the cap back on i finish it
1: depends on where i drop it
0: on Ooh. like a public floor
1: like a public floor like at school or like like i just dropped the subway. lid to this
0: <laughs> at subway too
1: okay uh I don't know. Depends. I mean, five second rule. Yeah, five second. It doesn't land in something gross because I feel like if it doesn't land in something gross, you can kind of like wipe it out and then it's fine. But like,
0: how disgusting is the bottom of a shoe? It's been on the bus. It's been in like dog shit. Yeah, pretty
1: gross.
0: And then like, so the shoe steps on the ground, Mm -hmm. and then you drop the lid on the ground where the shoe was, where like a million shoes have been. Yeah, I see what you're saying.
1: Again, like depends on where.
0: Where where's an acceptable place for you to drop it and continue to put the cap on?
1: Somewhere people don't walk that much.
0: Yeah, in maybe woods. in the grass.
2: In the grass.
1: Mitchell Hall probably not, because I heard a rumor this place doesn't get cleaned very often. And if I look I'll around. Look around. You know,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Well, oh God. I mean,
1: Mitchell I, Hall probably not. Mitchell Hall, I probably don't try and touch anything while I'm eating.
0: Even other water.
1: Yeah. No,
2: I don't think I do. I'll give you a
0: dollar. I, seriously,
2: don't. I, I, if I had one, I'd give it to you. No okay. joke.
0: I guess I'll just be thirsty then. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm going to just drink the foot The foot. on my thing. I don't care. I'm thirsty. Um, so you also were just at the junior scholarship show.
1: Yep.
2: Did you have any pieces in it?
1: I did. I had a, I had a little section of the wall and uh, two pedestals to work pretty hard to get
0: <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah
3: yeah,
2: yeah. speaking yeah. of the pedestal we saw you
0: painting that yes you said there was a shortage there was a shortage they promised everyone a pedestal they and did they
1: said we were going to have one in front of our spot but i didn't believe them really because they've never had pedestals provided for us effectively before really? so um, i went in an hour after setup started and i they were already didn't have any <laughs> <laughs> jeez so, uh, I ran around for the next two days painting one myself from the painting and drawing department because they're all covered in charcoal and fingerprints, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And then I went over to Kenil- Kenilworth and got one from the ceramics department there.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: nice. Um, was the something I kind of wanted to touch on? Maybe we could touch on it later. But um, what uh, what pieces did you have in the in the show?
1: I had. Um, Let's see, I think I had a couple of charcoal drawings, um, specifically one of my dad and one of my sister, and a third smaller one of um, a model that I created out of trash. Yeah, that's (coughs) one of my dad um, when he was 28. And uh, that one actually has kind of a funny story behind it because I found the picture at our house, and I was like, oh, this is like a cool picture. I don't know what is in the back of that truck or why he's standing in front of a truck in the middle of a field in the middle of nowhere, and um, I had no background or context, yeah. so just like upon further investigation, it was full of fireworks, <laughs> just like an industrial <laughs> amount of fireworks.
0: Oh, that's yeah. awesome. What was he planning?
3: we
1: don't know to this day <laughs> he was like i asked him about it. he was like i have no idea what you're talking about there's like a lot of weird Suspect. stories yeah, yeah right from my dad's younger years they they call it paul the lost years there's like a whole decade that no one can that's awesome
0: that's sick that's exciting i hope to have my own lost years <laughs> right Me too. At some yeah.
1: Point. yeah hope i'm starting them soon
0: so. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so what you're a painting and drawing major yeah were you always that or were you you were art ed right
1: i was art ed for the first year and then quickly realized that i wanted to be in studio because it's what i've always wanted and art ed was kind of more of a backup plan to begin with mm-hmm. and i guess i just needed like a stepping stone to go from having a backup plan to being like no i'm going to be a so studio taking the leap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally
0: right. Totally. It's a scary um, thing to do. <laughs> I remember Shane Walsh telling me that, like, he thought, uh, I don't know if it was Ian, too, but you, he was like trying to convince you to just go for it. Yeah. Uh, and to, like, leave, not do art head and go for painting and drawing.
1: He never told me that specifically. Oh, maybe you weren't
0: <laughs> supposed to know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Exposed. Yeah. Um, so what. It's a standard question. What was your start in art? Like how early on did you know that you wanted to do this?
1: Um, my mom documents uh, an apple that I drew on one of those like magnetic boards in the back seat of the car Mm. when I was about two. And she was very impressed that it looked as much like an apple (coughs) as it did. Mm -hmm. Um, and then from there I uh, expanded onto the kitchen wall with crayons.
0: (laughs) Classic. (laughs)
1: And uh, I think um, I have like this really specific moment in my mind of like understanding like what it meant to actually be a painter and um, deciding that that's what I wanted to do with my life. <laughs> and it was in my first grade elementary school art class. Wow. My art teacher put up a projection of Impression Sunrise by Claude Monet on one of those dinosaur projectors like we have oh,
3: in the corner yeah, <laughs> yeah i love those oh, things forget about
2: yeah
1: that. and i saw that and i saw that that orange sun and i was like yep that's what that's what i'm doing with my life wow.
0: yeah that's a special moment like that's seeing something
2: like that and knowing it's really weird that you say that too because i was thinking back and this is just a little personal side note thing but i remember when i decided i wanted to be a musician and it was like in third grade I was on the playground arguing about music with people and I was like no I want to be like on that stage like playing music and it's really interesting like looking back that you know you were in first grade and you knew like this is it this is it right here yeah
1: when it's right it's right yeah
2: imagine exactly. being six years old though and like this is what my life knowing is
0: knowing your path yeah
1: it's been kind of weird honestly because like I mean, that was my answer, like, after that day, you know, people ask you in elementary school, what do you want to be when you grow up, and you're like, oh, I want to be an astronaut, oh, I want to be a doctor, yeah. oh, I want to be president, and I was like, I want to be an artist, and they were like, are you sure? Ooh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know?
3: Yeah. Like, they don't ask
1: that for anybody yeah. who says they want to be president, you know? Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, um. I want to be a doctor.
1: But it did help a lot because my parents were always super supportive. of My dad's a musician, actually, so awesome. Um, that helped a lot. My my yeah, my dad's a jazz bassist. Oh wow! Uh, oh cool. Part time, and my mom has been a political activist as long as I can remember. So cool. Oh, yeah. They kind of. I mean, I was meant to be. It was gonna be. It was, I didn't have a choice. in the that <laughs> <laughs> <you know?
2: laughs> That's, That's hilarious.
0: Um, so do you prefer? Cause I've seen your drawings and your paintings. Um, they're all really impressive. Uh, do you prefer drawing or painting? Thank more? you.
1: Um, honestly, I think somewhere in between is my favorite place to be. I've also done a lot with sculpture. And I think um, in the future, there'll be some very well-balanced combination of those three things. It has yet mm-hmm. to happen. But uh, like if I could draw and paint on clay, that would be... Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be a direction that I'd be interested in going in I think it depends on what I'm trying to say because like in drawings you can get so specific and you can make people relate to an image so closely and I think with painting there's like so much more emotional weight attached to that that like everyone's going to come to it with their own preconceptions of for example like what colors they like or don't like so it might feel right to you in painting, but that doesn't always translate as mm. easily as it does in charcoal. Um, charcoal drawings, I feel like, pretty much are what they are. They hold a different kind of truth to them as images than paintings do. And I, I think they're both valuable for different reasons.
0: Totally, that's interesting. Interesting way of looking at it. Um, something I noticed, like I saw like a thread, it seemed like through your work, was uh you and bubblegum yeah that's one thing i wanted <laughs> yeah, to ask about too yeah um what is it about about bubblegum
1: uh it's gross it <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh you don't like it
1: no, no.
2: oh you i enjoy? thought
1: you i i sometimes but really only if i like have bad breath or something, mm. something I, out of necessity <laughs> i would have
2: thought that you would have like loved it yeah, yeah. like all i, I was love was it as a concept
1: and i love it as a as an object but i i don't actually enjoy the experience of gum hmm.
2: can we talk about watermelon hubba sure this uh yeah yeah okay
1: so um it was um one of our last like more open assignments for figure painting and um so I have, I have this friend who I've known for a long time. And he's always been interested in modeling for me. So I was like, hey, are you still interested in doing this? And he was like, yeah, I can be a face for you. Um, so I brought him over and, and put a pink light on him, which did this really cool duality. with was like a, the opposite complement shadow mm-hmm. um, coming from two directions with the other lighting source that I had in the room, which was just like unexpected and fun. Yeah. But then um, trying to figure out like how I wanted to, Paint him because I took like a bunch of pictures during that modeling session where I just literally had him like um, sit on this little bench and like play with his gum for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I got pictures of him and he's like six five or something. He's oh, got wow. his gum like all the way stretched out and it's yeah. just like limbs everywhere. <laughs> um, and uh, those are great pictures and I would consider continuing to work from them in the future. But um, then what I did once I had uh, a good set of pictures that I liked. Um, I narrowed it down and then did some kind of interpretive line drawing from them, and yeah. like uh, colored pencil work to figure out color studies and things like that. And I was thinking about what kind of gum I liked, and I just like, you know, watermelon hubba bubba just has this atmosphere to it that is unmistakable.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: If you can like, you can like smell it when I say the words. You know? Yeah,
2: I can. I can taste it.
1: Yeah. So I. Uh, combined the photography with the line drawing and came up with that as a painting.
0: Okay. I was going to say Hubba Bubba or Bubblicious. Hubba Bubba. Really? Yeah. I got to go Bubblicious. What are you saying? Bubblicious was with the little
2: um, like
0: duck that had a mohawk. No, that was Bubble Yum. Yeah, true. Bubble Yum. That one was good too. Bubble
1: Yum is second to Hubba Bubba in my.
0: So bubblelicious isn't even in top.
1: It's, it's top three. Okay. But, See, but it's number I mean, three in the top really three.
2: really are there? No. Yeah. Which one was bubblelicious?
0: They had the twisted tornado. The watermelon was on hit. They had the regular bubble gum was super good. Cherry. What I think bubblelicious is- did Lebron's uh, lemonade. That gum okay. is the best gum of all time.
1: Okay, but come on, lemon, lemon bubble gum.
0: No, but it was, it was like That's raspberry. Like Oreos. It makes me salivate it,
1: thinking. It'd just be too much saliva would, in your mouth. That just sounds gross. You could like feel <laughs> like something. the sugar grains yeah. when you're
0: chewing on it. Like Ew. when I was a kid, I'd put like th- pop three of those. Did Bubblelicious <laughs> in the pink pack? Was it like all um, sparkly? No, the font. No, that's Bubble Yum again. Bubble yum, yeah, yum, yeah, uh, yum with, with uh, the duck yeah. with the mohawk and the nose piercing. Bubble Ish is, cool. It it is, is really, cool. And I'm
1: a big fan of glitter too, so you know.
0: It, the packaging yeah, really it sold cool. me on that one. Mm-hmm. Bubble had the big, bu- like, the letters were like bubbly. It came in like the stick.
1: But you can't beat the tape. You can't beat the gum the bubble. T- the
0: yep. tape. Who made the tape? Hubba Bubba?
3: That's Hubba Bubba.
2: I feel like Hubba Bubba was late to the bubble gum party though. I, ne- I never remembered seeing them as a kid, and then when I was in middle school, it's
0: like everyone's like, "Hubba bubba, hubba bubba." Bubble Yum was late to the party. There's no way. Bubble that Yum? Yeah. With the duck? There's no way a no. duck. No, well, I a feel g- like the duck was always the there. The duck no, might have no, no, been no. first. No, there's no. way... <laughs> you grew way up a, with the duck. No, there's no way a duck with a mohawk and a nose piercing has been here the whole time. Hubba bubba, <laughs> oh. That's some new age, no. punk rock bubble gum.
1: Thank you for saying punk rock I, appreciate that.
0: <laughs> I don't think that was around earlier. I think bubblebulius is the OG. I think that's the that was like the first
2: Why can I not picture bubblealiius
0: the twisted tornado. Yeah, the Twisted Tornado Bubblicious. Oh, bubble was crazy good. They had good flavors, Yeah, what I'm saying. They had Twisted Tornado. actual bubble blowability, Like consistency blow ability. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will give it up to Hubba Bubba. Yes. Yeah, but like, because it, it was elasticity. a little heavier. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a little, yeah. a little more dense. But if we're talking flavor and taste, bubblelicious is off the charts.
1: Okay, but the Watermelon Hubba Bubba?
0: Watermelon bubblelicious, And you I know what? Know. I even remember in the movie Snow Day... Snow day. That's an. old The kid practice. remembered that his the the this girl's older brother remembered that his crush, her favorite gum was the watermelon bubblelicious. Look it up. I bet I'm right. <laughs> I bet I'm right. What about how do you guys feel about um, big league chew? They call me big league at my old job. That was my nickname because really? I had, yeah because I took the big league chew and I ripped off big league and I stuck it on my desk. Uh, <laughs> big right. league chew is good, but. It teaches kids to chew tobacco early on. I would just put that in I don't think my chewing thing. gum
2: is like chewing tobacco at all.
0: Why is it? What do <laughs> they do on the field at baseball? I think most of them chew gum now. Tobacco. I'm yeah, just saying. I
1: don't know. There's a lot of sunflower seeds, too, out there.
0: Yeah. Why do I seeds? see like a, and it's like the big old goopy <laughs> of them still, black mess? Some
2: of them still chew, I'm sure. That's but true. It's that like old school. Well, it um, depends on where you are, too, I think. Yeah,
1: and like and if you're in if you're playing baseball in a rural community like where I grew up, then it's probably it's probably chew to be honest. Yeah,
0: but if you're in like that San Major Francisco, place. yeah, then I feel like <laughs> sunflower seeds probably not, seeds. Probably not or it's like a microdose or something. I don't know what <laughs> are they do. What are they do in San Francisco? What do they chew there?
2: Probably, I don't know bubble dishes. No, there's, there's so much sugar in that. <laughs> they wouldn't
0: do that there. I don't know what was the process like for your chewed bubblegum wall piece like how did you get those, yeah i wanted to ask the like, casings because so, that's the that's the tape right yeah
1: yeah so um i was in a molds and multiples class in ceramics and i'd worked with molds um previous to that also in a sculpture class which that piece is also in in the um, scholarship show but so basically what i did was i had four rolls of bubblegum, the the tape and um, chewed it all.
0: All at once? No, not or all at <laughs> That would have been epic. Yeah. I did that one time.
1: <laughs> I don't think you can fit that in your mouth. It's like, You Zoo chewed four of bubble packs?
0: Gum. I don't want to, I'll talk about it later.
1: Anyway, um, <laughs> chewed all that bubble gum and then, uh, used that for some of the other projects that I had going on and, um, used the casings, filled them up with clay, um, mm. made molds out of them with plaster and then, did press molds uh, into those. I had three that were in a gang mold together and then one that was separate from that.
0: What's a gang mold mean?
1: That's when you have um, three objects cast into the same mold Mm -hmm. or you know more than one. They get like (laughs) stuck together then? Yeah so um, it doesn't necessarily have to be connected unless it's like a unless you're using um, porcelain slip which is a different kind of mold-making technique than press molding. So I was using ball clay and, um, well, actually I might have been using class clay, which is more red. But anyway, um, I would just take like a a circle of clay, cut cut it out like cookie cutter style and stick it in there basically, and then leave a little lip um, on the top of the mold, slip and score it, and then smash the other mold on top of it. And Mm -hmm. then I did that like, a zillion times yeah (laughs) (laughs) and um all the ones that failed or that weren't good enough to go on that sculpture i um still glazed them and made like labels out of um slip and used underglaze and stuff to make it kind of look like cabababa type aesthetics and still fired those and gave them away for christmas to my family and stuff. So i was just gonna ask do you have
0: any more or you gave them all away
1: i gave away almost all of them but i'm thinking about making more because i still have access to the um, molds room and the ceramic studio this semester a little bit so
3: okay
1: i might still be making some more of those they make really nice like christmas tree ornaments i found out how know. heavy are they? are they
0: oh they're hollow so oh okay, okay, pretty okay. Light, yeah okay if you do make more
1: let me know yeah for sure okay
0: the, the label and everything too? Do you like Yeah, yeah. Okay, in fact, wow.
1: I'm uh, well since I'm a drawing and painting person too, I'm thinking about just firing them unglazed mm. and then doing cold finishes and paint so I could then actually make it look like the labels. That'd be, that'd that'd be, cool. A
0: cool. That'd be really cool.
1: Yeah. Bubba. <laughs>
2: um Can we talk about another gum piece? Let's talk about more
0: gum. Oh yeah.
1: Sure, yeah. So um Actually, it's interesting that you show it to me that way because originally I had it. Yeah. Yeah, But I did debate which uh, orientation, to put it horizontal or vertical. Um, So that one is based on a photograph that I have of my grandparents on their wedding day. Okay. And my grandma was 19 at the time, um, and they lived in the middle of nowhere in rural Iowa, and my grandpa was pretty much an asshole (laughs) and continued to be to Uh, this day. Um. So that was kind of like a, like for my grandma, but more for my mom, really. Because okay. I mean, my grandma was happy during her life for the most part. She Her marriage just wasn't. So yeah. um, that was kind of me reconciling like everything that had happened to my grandma in that emotionally abusive relationship and understanding that it had effects on my mom. And mm-hmm. because it had effects on my mom, it also had effects on me in the way that I've seen the world since then. Um, also still being a part of my grandparents' life and growing up, going to the farm for holidays and things like that. Um, and uh, the idea behind using bubble gum was, you know, being chewed up and spit out.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wow,
2: interesting. And there's gum on the, on your, I guess your grandma's face? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, you did it like this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when I was looking at it, I looked at it almost like this, like almost like the person's getting eaten. Right. So it kind of depends yeah.
1: it it's got a duality to it and um, it depends on which which side of the story is more in focus, I guess. Okay. Because if you're if you're looking more at the mouth, then you're thinking about the effects of the mouth, but I positioned it vertically so that My grandma was the central focus. and Mm -hmm. and
0: interesting choice.
1: Her story was um, what I was thinking about in that. Yeah. And that's Mm. why I chose that orientation.
0: Cool. Was the chewed bubblegum wall piece the one that you had in the funny show? Yes. Okay.
1: Yep. And I unfortunately didn't get to go see that. I didn't get to go to Mm. that opening because I was. Because he didn't see
0: your email until (laughs) way later. (laughs) (laughs) Um. What did you do with all the gum from those four tapes? You chewed it all, like how long did that take?
1: Um, it took hours.
0: Okay. Um, oh, you chewed it all right away just to have the...
1: Well, hour. it took a couple different sessions of hours.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I was watching Netflix and working on some other stuff, and I had, um, my sister is in cosmetology, mm. and she's also really into cosplay and costume design, so okay. we have like, weird stuff around our house all the time. Um, but one of the things that she had was a styrofoam bust, like a like a head, you know. For yeah. That's where she kept some of her wigs at one point. Um, but she was like, "This one's this one's done for. I'm just gonna throw it away." And I was like, "Ah, oh, can I have it?" Mm-hmm. And I stuck the gum to it.
0: Like for a w- like a hat, or how'd you do? You, how'd you do it? What
1: I you know? uh, literally chewed the gum, mm-hmm. took it out of my mouth. And stuck it to the face of this man, mm. <laughs> repeatedly for. So hours.
2: it's like a giant head of gum.
1: Yeah, and I don't have it anymore because I couldn't stand the smell. <laughs> 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 but that was yeah. a study for that drawing. I was trying to figure out how I wanted the gum to interact with my grandma's face. I
0: was gonna say, yeah, that makes total sense. Uh, yeah. Now you point that out.
1: Yeah, I was trying to figure out um, how to make gum on a face make sense and be <laughs> legible. <laughs>
0: Um. So I, this painting, uh, the shelf mushroom, mm-hmm. is this your most recent?
1: That is my most recent finished painting. yes. Okay.
0: Um, where was this? Where did you get the? Where's the source image from?
1: That was um, a log in the middle of the woods on the side of a mountain in Switzerland.
0: Oh wow! Cool. So you went there?
1: Yes, I was in Switzerland over over winter break. Oh, yeah.
0: weeks, yeah. You, you. Busted your knee? I did
1: bust my knee, <laughs> yes. How'd you do that? I busted my knee downhill skiing in the Swiss Alps. Uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> that's a good
0: story though. Like it anytime is, it like is. If somebody saw me on crutches, I'd be like, Yeah, I was, you know, skiing in the Swiss Alps. Right. That's casual. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome though. I really love the uh the palette you used. Thank you. Um, yeah. And just like when I keep staring at it, and like the mushrooms, like my eyes just keep going down and down and down. And, like, um, yeah, I'm sure it was just gorgeous. There. The shelf
1: mushrooms keep coming back. Yeah. I did an egg tempera piece this summer, of shelf mushrooms. because um, I took a Renaissance painting techniques class this summer. Um, and, uh, I think they're going to come back in a, in a painting that I'm working on right now as mm.
0: well.
3: Cool.
0: Interesting. Um, so do you you focus mostly on uh, like figurative painting?
1: So far, but that's mostly been curriculum requirements. Oh. Okay. Um, in my personal work, there's usually no figure. Um, mostly, it's abstractions and organic shapes. Um, I'm really interested in processes processes of growth and decay and how they overlap and interact and that's a large part of what i wanted to um, continue work on actually there's a piece that's combining the gum and the decay idea because everything about gum is garbage mm-hmm. so it doesn't <laughs> decay but
0: <laughs> does gum come from a tree
1: originally it i think did. It right. used to there's a gum tree that's a thing that exists in the world in like is australia it only in like, or something oh
0: it's only in australia i don't know i think it's in the amazon too Because my friend claimed to have a gum tree in their backyard Hmm. when I was a kid. And I was just, like, chewing on sticks. I feel like they were were lying to you. Yeah, I don't think it was a real gum tree. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So
2: can we go back to these charcoal pieces? One is of your dad with the fireworks. Mm -hmm. Um, We got one. It's called, uh, looks like, happy birthday to me.
1: Yeah, so that was actually my sister sitting on the couch. But we had all these birthday balloons around. She was just playing with the lighter sitting on the couch, and it had this, like, really strange light effect with the balloons that were there from my birthday, which had been a week before. Yeah. Um. So I just, like, snapped a picture of her while she was sitting there. Cause
2: I really like the shading on this one. Um, right when I looked at it, I was like, oh, those are balloons. Like, And, you, you know, when you look at a balloon and the light, it's got that kind of sheen to it? I, yeah. I thought that was really, really cool.
1: Thank you. Yeah, that one is just kind of a fun <laughs> uh, happenstance, like, life happening you know yeah it's just like Ooh, this is a pretty moment
2: <laughs> i also liked on the one of your dad are those the looney tunes on yes, his shirt
1: they are and they are not actually just the looney tunes they are a, a hippie version of the looney Tunes. oh yeah <laughs>
2: that's awesome
1: um and i just i i don't really use i haven't used projectors or anything very much so it's all hand rendered from um photo reference
0: cool do you not like projectors? You just don't use them?
1: I have one. I haven't experimented with it much yet. Um, I just really like the cryptic obsession of analytically copying <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: and
1: drawing. That's just I, I can just lose myself in that. And that's been really valuable to me in college because sometimes you can't lose yourself right. in any other way.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: So... Earlier you mentioned you well you work you were working on a piece and you were watching Netflix. Yeah. Do you watch stuff when you typically work or is that just like
1: a Uh, it depends on what I'm working on. Um I always have like some kind of background, something going on. A lot of times usually it's music. Like ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time it's music, but um cartoons I like in the background too. Okay. Uh like uh Bee and Puppy Cat. I don't know if you've seen that or Adventure Time. I like that too. Adventure
0: Time I've heard of. Is that yeah. anime Bee and Puppy Cat.
1: and Puppy Cat is not a, it's not really anime. Uh-huh. It's just like a sh- a cartoon short series on YouTube. Okay. Uh-huh. Um they're going to be coming out with a full TV series of it soon, but it, it hasn't happened yet. It was supposed to happen in 2019, but they lost some kind of platform that they were trying to air uh-huh. it on. So. Hmm scrambling it's like one person who does it all so. oh wow yeah okay. what
2: kind of music do you listen to when you're doing oh, this oh man
1: all kinds yeah um like I said my dad's a musician so oh yeah <laughs> I have quite a I have quite a range for like um what I have like just on hand at any time uh when I'm working I have to kind of choose the music based on what aesthetic I'm going for because I find myself influenced um like, I can't listen to Sublime if I'm trying to draw something very <laughs> gentle and tender. You know, yeah, like, yeah. no flowers in Sublime that doesn't go all together. Um, unless they're angry flowers, I guess. <laughs> but, or, uh, like, if I'm going to do something that is tranquil like that, maybe like Bon Iver. Um, mm. I like uh, folk pop and indie pop a lot. But, uh, you know, I definitely have my, my roots in classic rock.
0: Hell yeah. Um, who are some of your favorite visual artists? Oh, man. Do you have any like, direct influences? I really love influences?
1: Georgia O'Keeffe.
0: Mm, I was going to ask about her.
1: Yep. She's always been one of my favorites. I was in New Mexico one time, and I actually got to see some of her work in her museum in the context of where she made it. And oh, wow. Um, after that pretty much like yeah she's the coolest yeah. <laughs> I don't think she gets enough credit as a painter
0: yeah. um, she's from Wisconsin right yeah she's okay. from
1: Sun Prairie actually that's right. that's which right. is Sun another Prairie. reason because she was like from a nowhere place and she yeah. like, grew up on a farm and yeah. I was like ah <laughs> 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 that's like me
0: <laughs> and uh Claude Monet yeah, Claude Monet. So yeah.
1: Right. Um, right now I really like uh, Igon Shield. um mm. But in terms of like, like, all art, not just painting and drawing, um, I'm really into Olafur Eliasson right now. Who's that? So he's a, an Icelandic born artist, but he grew up somewhere else. I don't remember where he grew up, but um, he's into like atmospheric uh, new media type stuff. Mm. So I got to see a solo exhibition while I was in Switzerland, he had a show in Zurich. Mm-hmm. Um. and like the things that stood out to me the most were the way that he used light and space really simply in order to create an experience an experience based art is where I see my future honestly
0: I was just gonna ask if that interests you at all yeah um, I okay. don't
1: I don't I feel like painting and drawing is something that I will always do but it almost feels like more of a Pre-process type mm. thing like I haven't actually found what I fully want to explore yet okay. but I have always been able to think best through drawing and painting so that's where I start
0: interesting uh, what are you working on right now
1: right now I am working on some abstract pieces I am trying to think about drawing and painting in ways other than representational um, so I'm basing abstraction in abstract things (laughs) Mm. I really like invented spaces I really like stuff that's not pretty much anything that's not real is fun Mm. Um, especially like things that feel real but aren't like um, this painting that I'm working on right now I'm using like a ton of different references I'm using photo reference sculpture reference drawing reference memory reference um, media influence and and all kinds of stuff um my pinterest is actually a big (laughs) i love pinterest
0: (laughs) i feel like that's a solid resource i don't use it but i I feel like it's probably great for drawing and
3: painting i
1: I just like it because it helps me keep my thoughts
3: organized
0: yeah yeah
1: Yeah, it's just really nice because you can put things in categories you know you can make boards like i have a whole board just for the color orange and anything that i want to be or feel orange i go to that
0: See, my only problem, my one, the reason why I'm, like, reluctant to get into Pinterest is because I get so frustrated when I'm on Google Images and I see a picture that I like and I want to, like, go to the link and it takes me to Pinterest and then I just can't find it.
1: Yeah, that is really frustrating, especially when you're looking at art and you can't find who the artist is. Yeah. It
0: just makes me, like damn you, Pinterest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it is. That's, I
1: think it's probably its biggest downfall. I try not to use it for art historical reference very much, mm-hmm. if at all. Um, once in a while, you know, you'll get something from Pinterest to Instagram that's a connection for an artist. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times you have to dig a lot harder. Um, but it is really good for archival image searching and keeping.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it like a social media at all or is it just like an individual You like can interact list. with people on okay. it if you want to You yeah. can
1: follow people if you really like the stuff that they're posting mm-hmm. but it's almost more like personal sorting Isn't
0: <laughs> it no, like DMs? Uh, I not that I've ever used <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
3: uh,
0: Well you said you had a whole
2: board for the color orange
3: mm-hmm.
2: I wanted to ask you about it's a cast self-portrait with Oranges, yeah. Um, it looks like it's hands. Um, it's also
1: my face.
2: Oh, I see the face in there. I see yeah. what looks to be like orange peels, uh huh. Oranges um, and
1: clementines, yep.
2: yeah. And so, I was, oh, yeah, I see there's a lot of detail in there that I missed the first time I looked at it. But I was gonna ask you about that one. So, self portrait, how is this? I mean, if you just want to yeah. elaborate about it,
1: so, um, the this was my first experience with casting, and this is when I kind of like fell in love with it because it feels like copy and paste, but in real life, you know? Yeah. And, and there's just a, a different way of thinking about a subject when you can use it over and over and over and over again. Okay. It's like um, the meaning almost makes itself in terms of um, just visually. like if you repeat an object you almost stop thinking about what it actually is it's mm-hmm. like you know like when you say a word over and over and over again you stop thinking about what it means it doesn't sound Sounds right. fake yeah yeah, right? yeah. Um, and i feel like the same thing is very applicable to molds and uh this piece i was like considering um my position in trying to figure out who i was as an artist and not really understanding if I was a sculptor or a painter or mm-hmm. what I was doing. And since then, I've decided labels are lame. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, at the time, I was kind of like trying to um, be comfortable just making things and sort of like unpeeling, you know, literally or metaphorically unpeeling oh, wow. my, my who I am as an artist, I guess.
2: That's cool. <laughs> it's a really cool piece. It's definitely you know, very eye-catching, and like I said, there's a lot of detail, like, the first time I looked at it, you know, you see the hands, I did not see the face the first time, which is crazy, because now that I see it, I'm like, oh, it's right there. That
1: like, piece was really fun to make, too, actually, because, um, well, casting your face is, like, a very weird experience. Yeah,
3: it explain like that Did hurt, did you get it bit? in your eyes?
1: It didn't hurt, it was just, like, um, so you use, like, this latex combination, and you mix it, and it... it hardens, kind of hardens, it turns into rubber. Um, but basically what you have to do is you lay on your back on a table <laughs> and somebody else mixes up, mix it mixes it mixes it up for you while you're laying there and then they like carefully spoon it onto your face mm. until it's like, you know, half an inch.
0: Do they leave thick. like nose holes? Uh,
1: they left a mouth hole okay. for me. Um, well actually it might have been my nose. I'm not I don't remember. Um, I think it was my nose actually cuz I'm pretty sure my mouth was like partially open and like I can't <laughs> Taste it. yeah. Oh. <laughs> and it's like slimy and green too it's oh. like all of the worst things yeah. you can imagine putting on your face um and it takes like almost a half hour 45 minutes to set up so you just have to lay there and try not to move your face mm. for that long um but the whole rest of the piece i used um wax or um i used wax for all of the orange peels and I think I used mm. wax for all of my hands, too, which is really hard because, like, some my hands are, like, full 3D to three hand. It's not mm. like the orange peels where it's just, like, flat. It's like, part mm. of it. So, um, for my hands, I had to, like, carefully drip wax over and in between all of my fingers until it was, like, a solid shell, like, wow. a couple centimeters thick. And then, like, squeeze my hand out the wrist hole, kind of, without breaking oh, the cast. Oh,
0: wow. I was going to say, yeah, how did you, like, Turn get it off Turn it upside it all. down and
1: then fill it with plaster. Okay, yeah. okay yeah I love mold it's crazy (laughs) yeah
0: um
2: oh so one time I went this is another thing and maybe this would be I don't know maybe helpful in that but like I went to the state fair once and you could cast your hands and have you seen that in the wax Mm
3: -hmm, yeah And so
2: you get a it's just like giant vats of hot wax Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like kids are walking up and sticking their hands in and Mm -hmm. then you it's like I don't know.
1: Yeah, the problem is temperature regulation because I was using just, like, class materials, so basically what they had was, like, a crock pot full of hot wax. Oh. So it's a lot harder to temperature control. Yeah. Like it's hot. Some, yeah. Really? It gets pretty hot pretty fast, right yeah. On.
0: At State Fair, is it just, like, unbearably Like, how? Yeah, it felt, like, really hot. Really?
1: Yeah. I, I used mean, a paintbrush, but, like, my hand would come away red from heat, too. Yeah.
0: Jeez. So... The the wax one then that's like hollow? Yep, it's hollow, so Do you get to keep it? Yep.
1: You can make a cast.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like I felt like some people was were even like filling them in and turning them into like candles, maybe.
0: I was gonna say, didn't Pharrell sell a candle of like his hand it was like a, his hand like this and it was like the wick. No, you remember I don't that? It's like a blue Maybe. Anyway, um, <laughs> so this soapstone sculpture mm-hmm. is that—that's not a hand, is it? It yeah, is
1: based on. Yeah, it just has way more fingers than it needs.
0: Okay, what what was that? I mean, what's soapstone like? like how do you?
1: Um, I use a chisel. Okay. So I'm pretty well-rounded when it comes to media.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, I've also worked in metal and jewelry quite mm-hmm. a bit. Um, and uh, soapstone. Basically, we get they gave us like a like a block. This was for. 3D concepts. They mm-hmm. give us a, a block of soap, soapstone and yeah. it was like maybe a foot tall, I guess. Um, and probably, well, it might yeah. have been a little bit bigger than that, somewhere yeah. around there. And they're like, all right, go at it. Yeah. <laughs> you got your hammer and your chisel. And I did pretty much the whole thing with that. But I um, did quite a bit of the detail work. There's like some cross hatching and stuff, some textural work with a Dremel tool. Mm. Um, and, uh, a lot of other people did, like, sanding on theirs to get it, like, a really smooth surface, but I, I didn't want a smooth surface because I didn't think it would create a sense of movement, and that's kind of what I was going for.
2: Mm. If you mess up with soapstone, do you have to start over? Yeah. (laughs) Did they have other soapstone you could use?
1: Yeah, but then you had to pay for it. Ah, yeah. I'm lucky it didn't crack, because the way that I was working, it probably should have. (laughs)
0: Um, is this I was really confused when I saw this one this is a drawing right
1: that's a digital illustration
0: okay I didn't know like I couldn't tell if it was a sculpture or like drawing or okay cool I Um, like that you couldn't tell yeah yeah what uh what was like the inspiration behind this
1: well I really like doing like um line drawings like silly little gestural Mm -hmm. cartoony line drawings um do them of like people's faces like like contour lines or like continuous lines. I just love those kinds of drawings. Mm -hmm. I think they're just really expressive and and funny. So I was kind of messing around um, in uh, Illustrator and just like did a funny little line drawing. And I was like, oh, hey, this could be like a guy. And then it kind of started to become a guy. And then I was like, ooh, or it could be a place. And then I was like, okay, now it's a place. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's a thing in a place. <laughs> and I gave it the empty speech bubble because I was, I was like, I don't know what it is. Yeah.
0: But it's yeah, thinking. I like yeah. I like that addition. Yeah, I am a big fan of your sculptures, um, all the ones on your Instagram that I see here. Uh, and I still do want a Hubba Bubba tape.
1: I can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, I wanted to ask about, so this is the the still painting, yeah, and, and then, then, the then the when you add it. the light,
1: it all changes, yeah, yeah. so one of my one of my friends uh, is a lighting designer. Um, well, he's a lot of things. He's not just a lighting designer, and he'd probably be annoyed with me if I called him a lighting designer. <laughs> but um, we collaborated a little bit um, last spring, yeah. And basically what happened was he was working on his own project and I was working on my own project and his project happened to be lighting and my project happened to be drawing at the time, even though we both do a lot of other stuff. And he was like, look at this, look at this, look at this. And I was like, I don't want to, I'm working. (laughs) And uh, he like did it anyways, he turned off the lights and made the lights go. And then my drawing like reacted to the light as it was changing. Um, So based on the fact that that happened, I like tried a whole bunch of other stuff and did like... 8,000 other tests and like wanted to make something that was growing and expanding kind of and, and changing with the light and so he set me up with a light board and I gave it like a facade that was like kind of matched the aesthetic um so it was dark enough where you could see the light making it change even in a light gallery and you had to kind of like stick your face up to it and there was holes in it and yeah that was really fun I'd love to go back to working on stuff like that I just don't have a light board anymore <laughs>
0: yeah I but mean, you didn't use any like glow-in-the-dark ink or anything. there was some neon okay
1: and the neon reacted with the blue like it was black light
3: okay
0: yeah I was gonna say
2: I mean each hue of light brought out a different part of the painting which was really cool to me but yeah so it kind of did almost give that almost a visual of like it was moving almost mm-hmm. but you could tell it's still flat
1: yeah
0: it's pretty cool
1: thank you yeah, that one was great. I just wish I had a lightboard still. He <laughs> moved to LA. That's why I can't, I can't use his anymore. He's gone.
0: Is it like a lightboard? Do you like make that yourself? Or what? You
1: can buy one. Um, his was like a pretty basic one, but they're still more expensive. Mm-hmm. Than, I mean, I'm an artist. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well.
1: Plus of all the traveling I've been doing lately. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. take commissions. Yeah, yeah where, where, Alps,
2: right? where have you all gone? Yeah, we heard about... The Swiss Alps incident. So
1: I studied abroad in Italy last summer, and um, that was for a month. And that's where I did a lot of egg tempera work. Um, found out that I liked that. What a weird medium, by the way. Egg
0: tempera. Yeah. Can you eat that? You shouldn't. <laughs> Don't you put that on like chicken? Tempura? Are you thinking? of? Yeah, yeah, you're thinking of
1: like shrimp tempura. No, no, that's like a that's like a totally different thing. We're talking about paint here.
0: Temp tempura and tempera are different. Yeah. Okay.
1: Maybe the same, but similar. T E
0: M P U R A. Either know. way. So <laughs> what's what makes uh, egg tempera diff- different?
1: You use um, egg yolk and pigment, and you mix egg yolk with pigment, and it dries really fast. And you have to paint huh. it all in cross hatches, mm. one line at a time. Because it dries so quick. Because it dries so quick, oh. but also because if you draw a line and then overlap it with another line immediately they'll both come off and also take the the ground off with oh. it. it just like destroys itself if you put it on too fast
0: do you have any work on your instagram where you use that
1: i have three three there's a weird one with feet and gold leaf there's a shelf mushroom one and there's oh. a stripy one and they are probably all right next to each other
0: is the f- the one with the feet is it the highlights on the feet
1: the whole thing except for the gold leaf oh, is... Oh,
0: oh, what?
1: Yeah, on all of those, the whole thing except for the gold leaf is single line cross-hatches, the entire piece.
0: Oh, wow. How long did that take?
1: Uh, I was in the studio for um, eight hours twice a week, but I brought them home and worked outside of class, too. Okay. Um, probably somewhere around... Uh, I don't even know more egg. than 20 hours each. Yeah. Jeez. So what you do, it's actually super gross. It's crazy. Um, you crack an egg, right? But then you keep the yolk in one side of the egg yolk. Like if you cook, like you separate Oh, yeah, bottom. like back and forth. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you take the egg yolk and you put it in your hand. And then you put it back and forth from hand to hand mm-hmm. because it has like a skin on it. So it won't break until you break it. Yes. Yeah, and funny. then you take it and you cup it in your hand over a glass jar and then you take a little toothpick, and you poke the egg yolk with the toothpick, and you squirt it into the glass jar, and then you squish it.
0: So what does moving it back and forth?
1: It removes any of the excess egg white.
0: Oh, okay. Because okay. you don't want
1: the egg white, you just want the yolk.
0: Well, the white, the egg white, like, compromise the whole Yeah, thing it doesn't or? react right okay. with the
1: pigment, for okay. whatever reason. It's this super p- ancient technique.
2: Does this painting start to smell? Like, uh, actually rot? no
1: it's really weird you would huh. expect it to right because yeah. the egg yolk goes bad yeah yeah but i mean like giotto's work from the like early early renaissance if you can even call it that proto-renaissance like that stuff doesn't smell bad
0: it's all the same process yeah oh mm-hmm. well, interesting. except
1: his are like you know sometimes 12 feet tall <laughs> and half gold leaf Wow.
0: did you um like so you said you did that when you were in italy yeah. You learned that there. Yeah. That's like a, is that like an Italian technique? Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah.
0: That's wow.
1: where they've been doing it for, you know, thousands. years. Forever. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, and so you said this is also egg?
1: Yes. Yeah. So that one actually, um, I like couldn't sleep in the middle of the night, so I got up and took a picture of my ceiling in the apartment where I was staying in Florence, and the way the streetlights were coming through the old shutters is what did that on the ceiling. Wow. It's just another one of those really beautiful moments.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was like a stairwell the first time I looked at it. Yeah, everybody thinks it's (laughs) stairs
1: initially. Yeah, I
2: thought that too, actually.
0: I think it's just because I did a, for me personally, I I did a drawing like that for uh, one of my classes one time. And it looks similar, but... um, Yeah,
1: the perspective is always kind of funny, too. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's interesting.
2: Are there any other foods you can paint with?
1: Oh, you can paint with anything if you set your mind to it. Just ask Ian.
0: Applesauce Making condiments Yeah the, the Oh McDonald's yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. making He's pastels. making pastels
1: With condiments <sighs> You can make it happen If you wanted to
0: <laughs> That's gonna be nuts Yeah um, Yeah I've tried painting With Egg whites
1: I gotta recommend The yolk Yeah It's just better yeah. The white didn't really work Tied, like Tried slimy. and true Tried you
0: know and I think I just cracked it In like a dish And then like Scooped the paint for. I didn't even do anything and I think it smells. It's yeah. my parents' <laughs> closet.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. I know some people dye fabrics with like certain foods. So
1: natural like materials? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you think about it, people have been using natural materials yeah. to make dyes and paints way longer than we've had synthetic ones. Yeah, so I was going to say. Like, that's something that's really interesting to me and actually comes back to what I was talking about with clay, because I would really love to find. A way of working that's like actually sustainable you know yeah and you can make archival art using natural materials i mean that's is that's what egg tempera is and i mean we have works from a thousand years ago that have withstood the test of time and are definitely archival and Mm -hmm. used processes that didn't like kill the planet you know
3: (laughs) sure (laughs) Uh,
1: Um. right now it's not realistic because most of the time testing things out with You know, new materials is expensive, Mm. and I have the opportunity with clay, and I have egg tempera sets, and I have been experimenting with those kinds of things. But because of the processes that are necessary for egg tempera, it takes a long time, and time Mm. is something that I have
3: not really practical. Yeah, yeah, sense.
1: Maybe when I get out of school, that's what I'm. That's what I'm planning on experimenting with.
0: Interesting. Cool. You got anything else?
3: No.
0: Uh. you got anything else <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know I've been some places
0: where'd you go uh, I
1: was in Italy I was in oh, Paris yeah. I was in Switzerland I saw Lucerne, Geneva, Bern Be- Basel and Zurich oh. um, I spent some time in the Swiss Alps and uh i saw a really just too much good art oh i saw venice too this summer mm. i got to see the um venice biennale it was part of the curriculum for study abroad we got to oh, spend wow. a whole weekend going to the venice biennale
2: jeez i was i was going to say which uh city had the best art do you think
1: out of all of them yeah well i mean the venice biennale was pretty that was pretty insane i'm not going to lie i cried a lot that weekend
0: uh. <laughs> is that new artists or is that like a
1: that's like the collection. It's like the Olympics for art.
0: Oh. It's like
1: the art Olympic. It, it's like huh. the best living I artists.
0: A oh, living. Yeah. Okay, okay.
1: The best living artists on earth.
2: And their pieces battle for the top spot or
1: their country, so it's separate it's separated by country. Okay. So each country has to compete for a place in the Venice Biennale. There's only one representative per country wow. for a hut. Um, there is a shared space in the entrance where there's artists from all over the world, just because like maybe they had one piece that was so good that it could not be ignored. Um, But uh, there's like a whole, they call it the village, right? So it's exactly like the Olympic village. And they set it up so that um, each country has a a location and an artist representing them Um, and that was that was pretty crazy to see just how like diverse it is and but also how similar it is because there's like this really like we don't really think about it too much here in Milwaukee I've noticed but like there's a very global consciousness when it comes to art Mm. like people have the same ideas all over the world pretty much at the same time because of (laughs) the way we're affected by media and it has always happened, but before it's always been, like, where people got the most influence the fastest. That's why cubism happened in Paris at the turn of the century. But, you know.
0: Who was the United States representative?
1: Um, we had, uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name right now. I feel terrible. He's a sculptor. He's, like, the best sculptor in, in the world, apparently. I don't know. I'm not really a huge fan of his stuff, to be honest. Calatrava? Um, no, that's more architecture. Um, oh, yeah. Why
0: am I blanking on this name? Do you know who I'm talking about? Um,
1: Rachie. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, yes. Shout out, Rachie. Who's Rachie? I feel awful that I'm blanking. I'm usually so. Jeff Koons? Names. No, Jeff Koons is a, also a problem.
0: I was going to say if it was uh, an Olympics for the best art in the world, just be a room full of Jeff Koons. No,
1: he's an African American man. And... O'Feely? No, nope. that's more like painting.
0: We did like the elephant shit. Didn't yeah, he?
1: but it was still, still <laughs> painted. or collage. You call collage too.
2: Can I ask you more about this Olympic-style painting situation? So it's not just painting. It's well, art, I guess. Fine
1: art, all of all kinds. Like there's so even um, there's like all kinds of installations and stuff too.
2: So, but is there so? do all the so all the artists in the US that want to try and get in there they all enter their pieces into something and then who picks that final artist
1: people with the money <laughs> oh okay
2: okay i see <laughs> yeah that makes sense okay
1: yeah. <laughs> it's kind of how art works unfortunately so
2: someone who it's an
1: industry so the best oh, in the industry are, are put on display and Like, technically, the works in the Venice Biennale aren't explicitly for sale. You have to know who to ask.
2: Okay, I see. Richard Serra?
1: Nope, nope. African American man.
2: Wait, Michael Serra? That comedian?
0: (laughs) Michael (laughs) Serra?
1: I don't think he was at the Venice Biennale. I don't know.
0: Maybe he went there.
1: 2019?
0: Yeah. Um. Feel
1: like an idiot when you say the name because I should know.
2: Uh, we are States. looking up the name currently for those <laughs> at home listening.
0: Martin Perrier. Yep. Okay. Yep. I've never heard that name.
1: Oh, he's great. I mean, he made it to the Venice Biennale as mm. the American representative, so I mean, he's yeah. great. It was interesting though because his work is like very um, clean. It's like very. It's like very good craftsmanship, and it's well-designed. And that's kind of like uh, what he's best known for, which mm. does make him like academically, technically, universally the best sculptor, right? Because if you have the technical ability and the design, that's like what sculpture is on paper. But I think um, Russia, for example, and I don't know the name of the Russian artist. I didn't even know the name of the American artist. <laughs> I was just there looking at stuff. Anyway, um, the Russian art was terrifying it was like really jarring it was like angry there were red lights there was black charcoal there was like marionettes that were dancing some kind of like death thing what? and it, it was, sounds disturbing but it, the, technical, sounds on skill, brand
3: the technical skill
1: was unbelievable it was out of this world everything was perfect but it was so like emotional that i couldn't even process it almost. It was just so intense. And to see like the difference between the the emotional intensity of Russia's exhibit next to like the cold, extremely good technical craftsmanship and design of the American exhibit was like, almost like, wow, what are we not talking about?
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know? That makes sense. Which, um, you said you cried a lot that weekend. Which country's art made you cry the most?
1: Um, Spain had these super delicate gestural drawings of flowers growing that just like did something for me that nothing else could have.
0: <laughs> do you know the name of the artist?
1: I do not, no. That Sorry. was the last one that we went into. So they were like, come on, hurry up. We got to go. We got to go. Mm. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: was an experience. Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah, it
1: was. There was also um, this robot in a, in a like plexiglass box, like robot bigger than me. And its only programming, its only job in its entire life was to keep the liquid on the floor contained. And um, I love that kind of shit. The liquid was like red; it looked like blood. And the robot had a giant squeegee on the end of its arm, so it just spent its entire existence like squeegeeing the red liquid like closer to itself and like trying to keep the liquid contained. You might have seen it on the internet or something because it was pretty popular, but. It was, like, the most anxiety-inducing thing I've ever stood in front really? of. Yeah, because it's, like, this poor robot is, like, trying to keep its shit together, and it just can't. <laughs> it just can't do it. It was horrible. Yeah. But it was so beautiful because, like, right, like, I just said this poor robot. Yeah. I mean, it's a robot. Yeah. It doesn't have yeah. emotions, but it was so human.
3: I, I wonder if...
2: Have ahead. you seen any of those, I think, they Big, big Dog... I don't
0: know. Boston Dynamics.
2: <laughs> no, but like. It's um, terrifying. <laughs> like perpetual motion sculpture type things. Where it's like. Which just keeps um, moving. Yeah, it's like gears. Like a wind sculpture. No, but it's like, I've seen one where it's like, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Every
0: grandma has in her garden. No, it's <laughs>
2: gears. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like these gears moving and at the bottom it like scoops up oil and then it drops it back on itself oh yeah Have oh. You seen that? it was a
1: lot like that yeah i
2: like that kind okay. of
0: stuff it was too. just
1: monumental and bloody
0: <laughs> you said it's bigger than you
1: yeah the actual robot itself and it was I don't in know a, if it I was in a wonder. giant glass plexiglass plexiglass case you know and like there was red liquid splattered on the on the plexiglass oh, too geez. from it like trying to
2: i don't even know if i want to see this it's kind of sounds kind of scary it it was it was
1: really sad but
2: oh
0: wow
1: did you find it yeah that's it it. yeah that's it yeah if you could find a video of that that, that's worthwhile that was crazy
2: what were you saying about boston dynamics (laughs) that yellow dog thing scary with the four limbs like climbing
0: around those machines i didn't like i
2: didn't like how i saw a video where this guy was like beating it
0: yeah he like kicked it yeah i was like what the heck that's not gonna fare well later on (laughs) when that thing becomes gets smarter when
1: they put fuzz on it too it's not gonna go well on the internet. you can't kick a dog on. (laughs) yeah right put Uh like
0: ears on it and a tail and stuff
1: it does that's bring up an interesting discussion, though, in terms of the relationship between technology and art, because that's something that's changing fucking fast. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, like a means of getting, like, final product, or what do you mean?
1: Well, in, in any way, because, Oh, you oh, know, you're talking about,
0: like... Painting never yeah, used to be informed yeah, yeah, yeah. by okay, technology,
1: okay, okay. and now, like, half the painters I know use Photoshop on some level because it just makes more sense, mm-hmm. you know? And, hmm. and why would you not if you could? Yeah, and, yeah. um like the robot is art in and of itself. Robotics becomes art in that instance or um, like relationships between science and art are also really interesting because artists a lot of times like, oh, do you know Neri uh, Oxman? I'm going to name drop her too.
0: The name um, sounds really familiar.
1: She's, uh, she's like, a, like a scientist. She's like a real actual whole entire scientist. But she has this lab and she just like makes materials and uses them for art, like invents new kinds of materials and uses them for art as like a way of progressing science further because now that those materials exist, you can do research and figure out how to apply them in ways that benefit humanity, but they get to happen in the first place because they're being used for art.
0: What kind of materials? That sounds like a lot like of work. Bio like
1: biomaterials. Um, like figuring out how to make things grow in certain patterns and with certain qualities and what strengths. Neri Oxman. N-E-R-I-O-X-man. Man, Oxman. <laughs> Oxman. Right. Yeah.
0: Huh.
1: There's a, there's a Netflix special on her. Oh,
3: perfect. All right. or
1: it's on Abstract, the Art of Design. Uh, it's in the second season, I think.
0: That's the name of the program. Yeah. Okay.
1: It's like a it's like a show okay. that features artists.
0: Okay. That's there's interesting. On, there's one on
1: Olafur Eliasson too, I think. But
0: oh, the you said Icelandic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who? Yes. Who's that one? Who's the <laughs> who's the artist that like puts the canvas through like a uh, um the, like uh industrial printer and prints like all like mess ups
1: oh i don't know i've never heard of that i'd love to know
0: wade something wayne wade i'm gonna say wade it's like guyton wade guyton g -G w-a-d-e-g-u-y-t-o-n anything come up
3: what's it look like
0: it just looks like a bunch of like if someone like printed and then like tried pulling the paper when it was still oh, printing oh, yeah Yeah, mm-hmm. and it is okay um it's I just always think of that like when you talk about technology and art um because yeah I feel like to be in the and we kind of talked about this with Thomas even to be in the like forefront of like new art so you need to be exploring the new technology and like utilizing all like Mm -hmm. the stuff that's available to you yeah um so yeah it's gonna be really interesting to see where that all goes Mm -hmm. you know because like especially with um have you ever seen um this cat does not exist
2: I was just thinking of
0: that Yo, literally right that, now when he said that. Do you that. know what that is? No, I don't. Okay, so like an AI made these pictures of cats, but they're not real. Oh. And it's like, it's completely nothing, none of it exists, but it's like a picture of a cat.
1: Constructed combinations kind of?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's disturbing. It's really disturbing, and, and that mm. makes me wonder where art, itself is going like if you don't need a human anymore yeah but I think obviously you know there's something about art where like that human quality is what makes it special but I don't know I mean it I, do you think one day you'll be able to go to a museum where all the paintings are just made, AI made all the paintings? Maybe, probably. You know, I um, think there
1: could be a certain museum for that.
0: Yeah. 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 But, like, do you think that'll become...
1: More normal? Main, yeah, mainstream, mainstream. More normal. It's like, Maybe. I don't know. I try not to think about where art's going
3: yeah. too much. Don't the, you have to, though?
1: Yeah, I have to, but I try not to. How come? It's really scary, man. I'm trying to make it and I don't even know what's gonna happen. Like the the rate, of th- the pace at which things are changing.
3: Scary. Like
1: the internet can't even keep up. Yeah. yeah. And the, the thing that bothers me the most out of the whole situation is that, like really honestly, I would love to think about where art's going in the future, but like we're not being taught in any of our classes and we're about to go into the field. Like we've had contemporary classes and there are contemporary discussions, but none of it is ever going to be enough, you know? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> independent research is not only, like, necessary, but, like, vital.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially, too, like, you know, what are the chances? that I mean, with the, the rate that things are changing and being invented and stuff, like, you could, you know, you graduate, and then, like, the next day, like, some huge new... Just
1: blows you out of the water. It's, like, brand
0: new, and it's, like, there's no way that, yeah, like you said, no, you can't keep up with the new technology and like learning about it and like being taught all of it and in that's school. why i try not to think about it yeah. too much because like yeah. to
1: a certain to a certain point like if you ask any artist in the field for advice as a young artist probably most likely what they're gonna say is like play experiment mm-hmm. and try your best
0: yeah <laughs> and just like live
3: all In your interests yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: but I mean what else can you do be alive is the right. only thing that you can do especially if you have to make art mm-hmm. as just like a human being which is I hope what most artists are <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then like after that point I don't know man
0: kind of a you get too existential too fast that's how yeah, you go crazy yeah you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. Been there.
1: I'm not trying to go crazy I'm too I'm young I'm already crazy
2: so it's <laughs> fine that's c- uh, those cats are so disturbing.
1: Yeah, that's a scary picture. I can't
2: stop thinking I about it.
1: I don't like it.
0: There was one where it, I think it looked like it was by like a pyramid. That one I always think about.
1: It does make you feel something though. I'll give it that. I,
2: when he explained when Aiden explained this to me and he sent me the link, I wouldn't even open it. Oh yeah. I sent <laughs> you that link.
0: That's right.
2: It was just too scary and disturbing of an idea that
0: these cats aren't real. <laughs> I gotta find the pyramid Uh, one. Pyramid one had me freaking out. Oh, have you seen? Oh my! Have you seen? Yeah. Have you seen? Have you seen that one? Um. That one video of the AI morphing the woman into Bumblebee from Transformers. No.
3: Nope.
0: (laughs) Uh. Maybe one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. I don't know if I still have it up here, but um, I don't want to waste anyone's time. Go (laughs) look for that video and watch it. And also (laughs) look up this cat doesn't exist. Yep. Um,
1: Worthwhile search, at least once.
0: Yeah, at least once. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have it. You know
1: what is interesting, though, actually, um, is we do have a lab at UWM that's thinking about the kinds of stuff that we're talking about right now and people don't seem to know that it exists
2: an ai lab it's not
1: ai it's more virtual reality based but Hmm. it's pretty much anything you want it to be because if you can find a way no no please don't show me that
0: wait what sorry to interrupt (laughs) i had to just show this image
1: that's just
0: that's the one that creeps me out that one and then this that one
1: see no i wouldn't buy that as art I don't think you wouldn't hang that My up? my career is not threatened by technology. It doesn't just even yet. look like a
0: cat. Okay. I'm sorry <laughs> to derail that. Um the lab at UWM that we have access to that we don't know about. Yeah. What are we well
1: I mean, I don't know if everybody doesn't know that it exists. I know some people know it
0: I didn't I certainly had yeah, there,
1: there are people who are working in it and to work on it as a class too. And it's led all by Chris Willie, although there's other people who are a part of it as well. Um mm-hmm. he would definitely be someone to ask about that because it is It's pretty cool.
0: So, is it like stuff similar to what we just looked at? Or like.
1: They've done, um, I know they've done like, um, oh, what's it called when it's not virtual reality, but you can use it on your phone? AR. Augmented Augmented reality. yeah.
2: Yeah. Augmented.
1: Yeah, which is really fun. And actually, there was a girl named Jamie in my drawing class last semester who used augmented reality to do a drawing and put it in a space and then. Um, turned that in for her final because she was like, "This is a drawing. I drew it."
0: So it was like a digital drawing. Yeah,
1: but it existed in space, and you could look at it like with your phone.
0: Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. So you like held your phone up to the wall with the camera on or something, and you could see it. Yeah, it
1: was more like a sculpture. Okay. But it was digital, (laughs) so it wasn't a sculpture. It was a drawing, but it was three dimensional. But it was cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that sounds cool. Years ago, I predicted. Like. Amazon or IKEA or somewhere like what <laughs> that you could I, I knew that one day you'd be no listen you be able to hold your phone up you'd be able to hold your phone up to a room mm-hmm. with the camera and it would show you what that piece of furniture yep. looked like in the room it's true now yeah or IKEA like I have um, an
1: augmented reality app
0: and I wanted to make it but I don't know anything about I f- technology I feel
2: like in 2012 you and me talked about the idea that you should be able to hold up your phone and then you should
0: be able to like measure clothing—you can do that now. Yeah, they have the the iPhone. But I had that idea in like 2001.
1: Should have done it. I had that idea what in
0: happened? like 1996 or something. 1996. <laughs> so long <laughs> what, ago. Right?
2: What year were you
3: born? Unimportant. Don't worry about it. it <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the only experience I have with augmented reality is like Pokemon Go.
1: Yeah, but it was, like, a very it similar thing that the lab here did. It wasn't Pokemon Go, like, because it was, like, it was, like, I mean, it was it was art. <laughs> it wasn't a game. It was yeah. a little different. But it was still about, like, exploring your environment. And I think that's a really interesting way of thinking about augmented reality because people are always on their phones, so they don't see their mm. environment. So if you make them use their phone to explore their environment and they get something out of it, it's, like, you trick them out of being on their phone almost.
0: That's a weird – what you just said is really weird. <laughs> but it's almost like I'll get annoyed – that yeah. I'm being forced to use my phone. Okay, ah. it's always leisure when I pick up my phone. Mm-hmm. That's I never even thought of that. That like yeah, how often are you picking up your phone on business, and how often are you picking it up for like because it's something you want to do? So then if you pick it up because you have to, you just get angry.
1: There's an addiction problem too. Well, that's the at side, some I'm point, point you don't of. know which one you have to do and yeah. which one you want to do. You know.
0: Yeah, I like to think that it's all business.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is yeah. business. This is a, um,
0: oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's a really cool idea of, like, art in space that's there, but it's not really there. Yeah, which yeah. is also
1: interesting because it almost relates back to what Olafur Eliasson is doing because his everything that he's doing is illusionary, mm-hmm. so hmm. it's real when you're in the room but only because you can see it because the whole thing is light reactive like a rainbow mm. is a rainbow in a dark room if there's no one looking at it like i mean no because so, the whole point is light refracted to the eye
2: is that like if a tree falls in the woods but no one's there to hear it doesn't it make a sound yeah
1: but with light instead of sound
2: okay <laughs> gotcha. But it would make the sound i i agree there's
0: still sound even if no one hears it. Well, I and think. then that was like that was, <laughs> I
2: see some heads shaking over here.
0: I was listening to a podcast about it, like uh, he was talking about consciousness and like how like what what like why would the object ex- would the object exist if there was not an object that was aware of the object and the object yeah. being aware is you like. Yeah, like like you if you if you can't if no one could sense objects, then would the objects like I'm well, butchering almost, the hell out of it. But like, I understand
1: what you're saying. It's almost like some some alternate reality type stuff. Like, is there a fourth dimension existing in the same place as us?
0: I think so. I think. I mean, they say there's up to eleven, and I think that yeah. I really. I mean, and that's what. See, here's time to put my tinfoil hat on really quick.
1: All right, I'm ready. Um,
0: <laughs> people talk about like aliens and mm-hmm. being in different galaxies, but personally, like if I had to make a Non-educated guess, I, like I think that uh, like an alien is like a different, just a different dimension, and could even be here right now. Even like a thought. People say that about Bigfoot or an idea. <laughs> what? <laughs> that it's a dimensional being, and that's why
2: we can't see it.
0: Well, how come some people can see it? Like
2: then? It, when it comes through.
0: But can you like can ghosts? you pass through? Like ghosts. I don't know. And why that's would it look like that? Know. Why would it look like it was ten thousand years old? It would look like a shirt, cube. We're just or some big cube.
1: This is Interstellar.
3: <laughs> the plot of
0: Interstellar. <laughs> it would not be a big Neanderthal-looking thing. It would be like we a, don't know, like a rhombus
2: that could Why go through
0: dimensions. Because it wouldn't be like a hairy thing. It could be a hairy know. mammal.
2: We don't know it's a mammal. we would never so found one. So just a one. hairy, <laughs> a
0: big hairy thing that look that has the same shape as us. We don't know. That look, that has arms and legs. It would be a rhombus. <laughs> <Let's Why a laughs> there's, if there's an interdimensional being, it's gonna be in the shape of a rhombus, and you're Three gonna, just gonna see or it. F- two-dimensional. Fly past you into a new dimension.
1: it be is it gonna be three-dimensional or two-dimensional rhombus?
0: Four-dimensional. Four-dimensional yeah. rhombus. Also, when you have a thought, where is that?
1: You know what I wanna see? That's
0: in a different dimension.
1: I wanna see multi-dimensional bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> wow. You see a bubble like forming in I the room, like bigger and like, like, bigger. Yeah, yeah. I would get anxiety. Yeah. I'd be like, is it ever going to stop? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it like hits you, pops. <laughs> yes. Um. Maybe you
1: could blow a bubble inside of your own body instead of outside of your body.
0: I think that's called choking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> push air out to make a bubble in. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Ooh. You know, you were talking about aliens, and this is a real thing I read today. Where's this conversation going? <laughs> <laughs> There was, um, I'm pretty sure NASA just picked up signals. I'm not sure from where. Uh-oh. But um, they're like 16 minutes apart, and they're being, it's a radio frequency that's like something unlike they've ever heard before or, Ooh. F- or detected. Spooky. I see some more.
0: <laughs> yeah, <JD>. I'm skeptical <laughs> sounds great even if we heard a little blip that was 17 million light years away so what
1: <laughs> well that's how we found out about um, like like background radiation and that's how we figured out how old we think the galaxy probably is from a little blip and a radio satellite. I guess
0: I mean more like if a, if like a person 17 light years away was like like a Bigfoot? Hey. Yeah. Like yeah. And then, like, yeah and then, we, like, Yeah, and then we're just hearing it because it happened so long ago.
3: <laughs> hey, help me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's well, like,
0: sorry. Like, we're just, you know, 17 million years too late. We're a little late, yeah. <laughs> is light years time or distance or both?
1: I think it's both.
0: Wow. Distance, okay. It's both? distance. But a yeah, year is a period of use, time.
1: Yeah, but you use light years to measure, like, how long it takes you to get... A certain distance. So
0: yeah, no, yeah, that's true. So 17 million.
2: Oh, how far? Okay, that makes sense. How far light travels in a year? So
0: 17 million light years is 17 million years old. Okay. Well. Wow. I don't know. How about we just figure out what's in the ocean before we start listening (laughs) to outer (laughs) space? For God's sake. Um. I'll go. I'll go with James Cameron down to the. Whatever. where do you go? Mar- Mariana. Mar- Marri- Mariana Trench? Mariana? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Marinara Trench. <laughs> Marinara Trench. <laughs> get lost in the
3: sauce.
0: <laughs> that was good. That was good. Oh, I'll go. Send me down in the sauce. I'll get lost. Gladly. I'm trying to find out.
1: Probably something alive in there.
0: Yeah, I just go down and I just get eaten immediately. (laughs) Probably. In the name of science. You'd get like halfway and just be crushed. You'd
1: get down to the bottom and then find out the earth is actually a living thing. Like the core of the earth is like a heart or something. Yeah, or
0: like get to the bottom and find out the earth's flat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no.
1: (laughs) What do you know? Yeah,
0: wow, they were right. Flat earthers were right. We should have listened to the flat earthers. (laughs)
2: Kyrie Irving. Was yeah, right. I was about to say Dude, you've Kyrie been, was right. You been watching too many Kyrie Irving clips, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, all right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> On that note. It's yeah. Artists we know. Thanks for tuning in. Yep. This is Aiden. This is Kyle.
1: This is Saren.
0: Thanks for listening. We'll yep. see you next time. Thank you.